With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I want to gamble. I never want to hear those words out of your mouth again. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Pay him. Pay that man his money. Woo-hoo! Big bet for a big man! Sure you don't want to save a few bucks for the buffet? Welcome to the Fabulous Big Bet Podcast, part of the DWZ Fantasy Sports Network. And here are your hosts, Memphis at DWZ Memphis and Dr. Kyle at DWZ underscore Dr. PT. And now to the Fabulous Big Bets. Here's an idea. Why don't you give me half the money you were going to bet, and we'll go out back, I'll kick you in the nuts, and we'll call it a day. You got lucky there. Yep, it was luck. So, that's it then. Hmm? Just like a young man coming in for a quickie. I feel so unsatisfied. Hey guys, Nick Burnett here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team. Downloaded the Dynasty Warzone podcast. It took one day to join the Patreon. Reached out to Memphis about a situation with one of my rosters. And the kind of feedback I got was, hey, Nick, why don't you give me a call? Uh, we went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when I thought I was going to be in re- rebuild mode this year. And that's just part of what comes with the Patreon. Uh, just tr- uh, trade talks, just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football. Uh, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or 3 o'clock in the morning, there's always going to be fantasy football talk, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty. I joined a couple leagues with the Patreon members, and it's the same thing. Even in, even while we're drafting, we're still shooting ideas at each other. And if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, pause the podcast now join the patreon and join uh join a great fantasy football group but more like a fantasy football family you tom brady you fat bitch i hope you cry (laughs) i do cry too jared goff throws a football like he's got a in his pants todd Gurley is a snowflake loser bitch (laughs) good lord jarvis landry has a three-inch penis confirmed by multiple reports ty hilton is a he just me over in fantasy. him. You know you don't have to draft me, right? What's happening, everybody? Happy Thursday. Or if you're watching live on YouTube, happy Wednesday evening. And welcome to the fabulous Big Bet, a division of DWZ Sports Network. It is your host, Memphis. And with me, as always, I like saying, what's up, Doc? Welcome, Dr. Kyle. What's up, man? How are you, Memphis? Dude, I'm, I'm good. Uh, I don't know what happened to me last week, but I found the wonderful world of prop bets. And I went a little hammer. I'm a little bitter about one. We'll cover that in the body of the show. But how about you? you uh, you're traveling for work right now. 
Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm currently in Austin, Texas for fun. My wife and I came down late last week as we had anticipated that the Austin City Limits Music Festival would be on this week when we booked this trip in April. Uh, it is not, as things have not gotten better, that much better across most of the country. But, you know, I have family here. My uncle built a beautiful house and was happy to have us. And so enjoying a little bit of downtime with a little bit of work baked in. And uh, tomorrow I head to Houston for work work, and then I'll be back in New York late Friday night, early Saturday morning. You know, uh, obviously we're sponsored by Hate Brand Goods, but one of my other favorite apparel brands is a company called Rogue American. And it's ran by an ex-Marine recon guy mm -hmm. there, and he's uh, I believe he's just outside of San Antonio. His name's Wes. And he's got a shirt in his collection that says, Don't Austin my Texas. So Austin's not like the rest of Texas, like, you know, Jerry World, they're up to like 25% capacity. But hell, they have nothing on Florida. I saw today on Twitter that the Miami Dolphins have been cleared to run full capacity, 65,000 people in Hard Rock Stadium. You have got to be shitting me, Dr. Kyle. What the hell's going on? I mean, lucky, luckily for... Uh somebody or some group of people, the Dolphins don't have that many fans to show up to their games, I suppose, unless, uh, you know, somebody big comes to town. But good God, I mean, the NFL, I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point. I know you and Jerry discussed it a little bit last night, and uh, football Twitter was exploding today with everybody's opinions. But you would think that with what's going on, that the, the states or whoever's in charge of large arenas – with people on top of each other, screaming, yelling, burping, farting, uh, bodily fluids everywhere, especially at Dolphins games, man. Um, to allow full capacity just seems absurd at this point. But it is 2020, and every time I say, can 2020 get any worse, it does. So until 2021, I'm just going to keep assuming 2020 is going to keep getting worse. So I'm, I'll assume I'll be on the naughty list for Christmas this year at least. Uh, I'll just lay low until the until the the year is over um and actually due to covid and covid related games there's like five games off the board right now in vegas and i was listening to uh his name's matt holt he runs a company called us integrity basically what mm -hmm. he's doing is, is making sure that all the games that guys like us are betting on are on the up and up he's looking for fixes and Ill irregular uh movements in the market and he was talking about that the reason why these games aren't on the board is that if the game gets canceled, so there's some scuttlebutt right now that the Tennessee Titans are going to be forced to forfeit their game against the Buffalo Bills. Well, in Vegas, they have to pay a quarter of 1% in federal tax for every dollar they take in. So even if they cancel the bet, even if they cancel the bet, they still have to pay that that small fraction of a percent to the federal government, they then have to pay another quarter of 1% to the local government in tax money. So for every $100 they take in, they pay 50 cents in taxes, even if they cancel the bet and refund everybody's money. And when he was talking about that the average casino profit per $100 bet's about $4, you know, that's one-ninth-ish, one-eighth-ish yeah. of, of their take. So that was the reason why some of these games are off the board in Las Vegas. I, I just thought I would share that. I found that fascinating as I was listening to uh, RJ and the, and the gang over 
at Straight Out of Vegas. But speaking of the gang, man, I, I got to make sure we talk about the Debbie show. Not going to get too deep into it. This is the Gambling DFS show, but Kane. Josh Dysinger, uh, when he's not on one of his many globe-trotting vacations, kind of like Dr. <laughs> Kyle here, as a matter of fact. I was going to say, uh, I'd be one to call the pot, the pot calling the kettle black there. Uh, Shane P. Hallam and Jerry, these guys recently dropped a episode of the Debbie Warzone that was on YouTube. And the next one's going to be hopefully the Monday after the Big Ten returns. Uh, a lot to cover. And these guys, uh, this is one that I highly recommend that you watch on YouTube. That's Dynasty Warzone on YouTube. And make sure you're taking notes, whether that's the note feature on your phone, which would be kind of hard if you're watching YouTube, unless like you have a tablet that you're watching and taking notes on your phone. But I'm old school. I like the old school feel of a pad and a pencil. And I've got a list of names, man. And it's not just the obvious Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Travis Etienne. These guys are, are keeping us locked and loaded for... Uh, for our dynasty roster. Dr. Cotton, I know you're in New York City normally. You're currently in Austin, Texas. Are you a college football guy or are you just mostly a pro guy like me? I'm mostly a pro guy. You know, I uh, I never, being being an upstate New Yorker, I think at one one time or another, I was a, a Syracuse at the time Orangeman fan and then eventually Syracuse Orange fan. Uh, I just never got into, like I was never tied to like a big university, a big school. The turnover of players is constant. Uh, so I was, I've always been an NFL guy, but man, I listened to the, you know, I, I prioritize the Devi show when they put it out that once a month because, you know, I'm in a couple of rebuilds right now, you know, some by design, some by injury, and I'm going to be acquiring picks like hotcakes uh, based on what I'm hearing from Jerry, Shane, Kane, and, uh, and Josh when they're on. Yeah, the only thing good that came out of Syracuse, I'm, I'm fact-checking right now, was uh, one of my all-time favorite Colts, an alleged gunman, Marvin Harrison. He went to Syracuse, as I believe Dwight Freeney did as well. Those, uh, Don, those... Donovan McNabb. Was, so I saw what, one. What, was, he gonna, was, was he a Colt? Was he a Colt? No, not a Colt. Oh, well, I don't care. I mean, quick, quick aside, the one Syracuse game I went to was – Donovan McNabb had his, I think, I don't know if it was his flu game. Of course, we're in COVID right now. But the uh, McNabb, uh, orange against uh, Virginia Tech, went into overtime, and McNabb was thrown up on the sideline and had, you know, the game-winning touchdown pass to his tight end in overtime. And, man, at, like, 10 years old, I wanted to storm the field. Well, uh, I did fact check Dwight Freeney, Marvin Harrison, the best two things to come out of Syracuse University, at least in my opinion. Um, who was the legendary basketball coach? I think it was Jim Beheim, Carmelo Anthony. Uh, they, they've got a good broadcasting school there. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, good, solid broadcasting uh, education is not important as you're hanging out with myself and uh, Dr. Kyle here. And then on Wednesdays and Tuesday nights on YouTube, you can hang out with me and Jerry. On Tuesday the 6th for the Wednesday the 7th podcast, we did our Dynasty Q1, post-Q1 actually. So it's something we're going to do uh, going into week 5, week 9, week 13, and at the end of week 17, we're going to give you our buy, sells, and holds by game, uh, trying to get to every team. Uh, you know, j just, uh, what is that? That's 32, 48, 48 different players. Um, that we talk about from a buy, sell, hold if you're a big uh, dynasty gamer or just into fantasy sports. 
Uh, make sure you check that out with Jerry and myself. And then YouTube streams. I've got to say, Dr. Kyle, before we talk about this show, you and Matty Big Chest, at Matty Big Chest, uh, Matt Poole, our graphics guy, and the host of Dynasty Table Talk with Matt. Man, you guys have absolutely been killing the injury info, man. So, so tell these people if they've not caught an episode. Maybe they're listening to this on the podcast and not the YouTube version. T- tell these fine people about what you guys do on Tuesdays and then sometimes Friday or Saturday. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll apologize for this last weekend where we didn't get our – so every week since week one, what we're trying to do is we're trying to do something Tuesday – coming out of the week of games to discuss who's been injured and what the potential prognoses are for those guys. Uh, and then again, Saturday, we try and get on this past we didn't because I'm traveling, wife's birthday, yada, yada. Um, but we're trying to talk about, okay, he, he, here we have all of the practice information. We have all the final injury reports. Here's what we're doing from a, a lineup logistics standpoint. And, you know, we've had plenty of content, uh, you know, unfortunately for our rosters, but, you know, plenty to discuss some big injuries and, you know, we're trying to make it as personalized as possible. Um, you know, we were about to get on yesterday, I think, or I don't know what that is. Yeah. It must've been yesterday. And I shot a message into the group chat, like guys, who do you want to hear about? And, uh, I forget who I had one response and he, he got the most airtime with his guys. And I will touch on another thing at the end of today, if we have time, but you know, Whatever you guys want to hear about, whatever your questions are, I am, you know, this is this is an, this is a house of learned doctors, and you get to ask your questions. I'll do my best to answer, and I'll give you the best information we can based on what you want. Um, so we are trying to make it concise, personalized, and of course, Maddie must be, you know, balls deep in everything every day because he he knows who to pick up, who to trade for who's, you know, who's going to be added from the practice squad. Um, and we're, we're tearing through it. It's, it's just getting a little bit more streamlined every time. Uh, I will say if you just, we would love for you to go. We would love for you to, to subscribe and turn those not- notifications on, on our YouTube, the dynasty war zone, but just go over there and just take a look around, look at some of the graphics work that Matt has done. He has done amazing and just an absolutely amazing job of making everything we do uh, look and not yet sound as professional. Uh, I'm still working through some mic issues. I'm trying a different setup tonight because I run through a condenser mic and a mixer and it, it's the way that we broadcast on StreamYard. But, but we're working on getting that. But please, please go over to the YouTube, check it out. And if you're interested in getting some graphic design work, maybe you have a YouTube channel. Maybe you have a podcast. Maybe you need some graphic design help. Uh, his rates are extremely reasonable. And you can find him on Twitter at Matty Big Chest. Or you can just email me and I will make sure to forward your information along if you're not on Twitter. You know, Dr. Kyle, I actually heard today that only 20% of adults are on Twitter. Do, uh, do you buy that number? No. See, I do. No. I, I, I do. No, if they said that was Instagram. Really? Yeah, if they said it was Instagram, I, I'd call bullshit, but it's not. I mean, it's it's Twitter. It's a completely different thing. I'm actually trying to spend less time there. I'm actually spending more time when I have time in our Dynasty Warzone Patreon league. I mean, as, as I analyze, now I think about, like, what percentage of adults are, like, boomer and above? 
And yeah, I could see it being only twenty percent. And think about like that that high school and younger age. Like they're not really on Twitter. That's more of an Instagram, Snapchat. There's there's plenty of social media usage there in both groups. The boomers love Facebook. The youngins love you know Instagram, and TikTok, tick, TikTok. Thank you. Um, but if you avoid all that stuff and you are interested in, in connecting with the show or connecting with Maddie Big Chest, you can simply email the show. It's dynastywarzone at gmail. Again, dynastywarzone at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. Say, hey, I'm looking to get a hold of Maddie to have him do some graphics works for my YouTube or for my company or whatever. I will forward that to him and have him get in contact with you if you do not dip a toe in the cesspool that is social media. But if you do, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dynasty Warzone. Dr. Kyle, are you ready to start talking about last week, doing a little betting recap? Yeah, I mean, I'm having a little bit of deja vu, but we got to do it. We got to do it. We're holding ourselves honest. Well, let's talk about our sponsor, first sponsor of the night real quick, ViridianGlobal.com. That is V-E-R-I-D-I-A-N, ViridianGlobal.com, and they're our official apparel provider. Uh, again, this harkens back to Matty Big Chest and what he does. He, he's helped, uh, I will say, I've chipped in a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit, on some of the designs. We have some classic uh, old-school pop culture stylings. We have... Uh, a couple of military-inspired stylings. We've got hoodies. We've got tank tops. We've got baseball raglans. Uh, we've got a little bit of everything over there. And this is the number one way to uh, help support Maddie and his craft of graphic design. He's done a great job. Even if you just go over to the website, Viridian Global, check it out. And then DM Matt or you know, you know, email the show. Tell us you like the designs. It's not always about buying stuff. Sometimes it's about feedback. Sometimes, hey, maybe you should try this. And you can check them all out. You can check out our show. There's a lot of other shows that have podcast goods. They also have like player-related merch. They have a Cam Newton-inspired shirt, a James Robinson League winner shirt. I love that one. And you can check all that out at Viridian Global. Again, V-E-R-I-D-I-A-N Global. Dot com. Thank you to everyone who's been posting pictures of you wearing your DWZ merch on Twitter and Instagram. It is really, really awesome to see the support we're getting out there. And remember, you don't just have to hook yourself up with DWZ. They've got the Dynasty Happy Hour, other podcasts. Any order where your subtotal, that's before tax, where your subtotal is over 75 bucks, Dr. Kyle, they'll ship that to you for free. They'll ship it to New York City. For free, if your subtotal is over to seventy-five bucks, what do you know about that? That sounds like the freest shipping I've ever heard. I love it. I see what you did there with the freest. If you spend seventy-five bucks or more, it's the freest. If not, it's the it's the costliest. I guess that's another word. But uh, <laughs> a lot of good stuff over there, and there's word of uh, snapbacks coming soon to the Viridian Global Dynasty Warzone store. Be on the lookout for those real quick. So, Dr. Kyle, what was your big bet last week, and uh, how did that come through for you? So, my big bet was my big victory last week. I had Buffalo minus three against them, Vegas over Raiders, overrated Raiders, uh, and Josh Allen looks everything the part. So, you know, we talked about it beforehand, how he has just grown and grown and grown in his three years. That coaching staff, like Sean McDermott, 
if he is not one of the front runners for coach of the year at this point in the season, I think he's going to be when he beats Bill Belichick and the Patriots uh, at least once this season. And, you know, we're looking, I forget what that win over under was either eight and a half or nine. That looks like a cool 10 or 11 coming into Buffalo, especially if they get that freebie this week against Tennessee. Um, so yeah, that's uh, I needed that big bet bounce back with Buffalo. Sorry for the uh, onomatopoeia or alliteration. I always get an onomatopoeia and alliteration mixed up. That's that's neither here nor there. But yep, the big uh, bet was a big win for us. I'm just impressed that you could expound on the, what was those terms again? Onomatopoeia and alliteration. Throw those in the Google machine. Check that out. I didn't know what the hell he's talking about. I talk about bets here, so that makes you three and one. <laughs> that makes you uh, three and one on the season on your big bets. Yep. Uh, yep. I I also had a personal bet. It wasn't my big bet. I also had a personal bet on Buffalo and the Raiders. One thing about Buffalo at the end of the game, they like to let the opposition get back in, give you just a little bit of a sweat, not a huge sweat, but a little bit of a sweat. I, I continue to pound over unders. I had Detroit hosting New Orleans over 54.5 per our buddies over at mybookie.ag. Uh, that got there pretty quick. It was well into the 30s by halftime. They got there pretty quick. I'm going to talk more about this game in just a second with a player prop. But, but between yeah. the two of us, do you know, you know our, our cumulative – how about that word? Our cumulative record on the big bets through four weeks? We're, we're, only because I only because I live, listened to the DWZ podcast this morning with you and Jerry. Um, but I'll I don't want to spoil. What six, was it? Six and two. We're both three and one. I uh, you remember the movie uh, Big Daddy with Adam Sandler where he winds up uh, you know like semi adopting a kid. I was quoting it ten minutes ago. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal a quick aside again. I'm sorry, but with Eddie Van Halen passing and hearing jump over and over the last twenty four hours. If, if you heard Jump right now and didn't throw in there, might as well leave a message. Then you've never seen Big Daddy. Um, I digress. What's yours? Uh, um, well, what I was going to say is there's this scene in there where the little kid goes, Goddamn Jets. That's exactly how I feel. <laughs> if, uh, if, if everybody's buddy, you know, uh, the ghost scene quarterback, Sam Darnold, hadn't thrown a bullshit second, the, the, the second to last play of the game that forced the over in that game with uh, San Francisco in week two. I'm not bitter, but I'm bitter. And, uh, but combined, no, we're, we're doing really well on our big bets. Now, I know you didn't have quite the success. I don't know what got into me. I was really hammering a lot of player props last week right here, my player prop. I actually gave out two, and I bet both. I had Melvin Gordon over 62.5 rushing yards on FanDuel. That was a win. And then I also had Melvin Gordon over – 83 and a half combined passing and rushing yards there. Luckily, he had that last big run. I got the text message from you. Congrats on the win. So that one was mm -hmm. good. And then, uh, you know, if, if you get a chance to look at prop bets over the weekend, they usually come out Friday afternoon, evening on FanDuel, uh, around the same time on mybookie.ag. Look for whoever the wide receiver one is playing Seattle. They had Devontae Parker. Over 62 and a half. He, a little bit of scare. He left the game with a little bit of injury. He came back, ended up with like 10 for 110. That was an, yeah. that was an easy dub. The one that really, I don't want to say pissed me off, but was really frustrating. I had Kenny Galladay over 63 and a half receiving yards. And I bet that once it was announced that Marshawn Lattimore, the really good cover corner for the New Orleans Saints, was ruled out of the game. Luckily, it was with injury, not with COVID. 
and Kenny G finished with 62 yards, which in and of itself was frustrating. But the fact that their stupid defense could not get New Orleans off the field with like four and a half minutes to go, blew through their timeouts, blew through the 10-minute warning. I'm like, guys, I really just need, I really just need one more possession. I really think Kenny G would get like a, a, a BS thing. But he finished with 62. I missed it by a yard and a half. And then one, uh, the, the, the numbers were on my side. The recent history was on my side. But... I bet Joe Mixon under 75 and a half rushing yards, which serves me right because I've been correct about Joe Mixon all season. And the minute I put some dollars on him to do bad, he blew up in a brand new spot. That was a loss. And then, uh, much like the rest of the public, uh, I had the Jags plus three against Cincy. That was also a loss. That game was so popular in Vegas that that game got bet down from plus three to plus one. Uh, on Sunday morning. So even though I had closing line value, I had the good number with the Jags, I took that loss. A couple of other wins I already mentioned. I had Buffalo and uh, the Raiders. I had the minus three on Buffalo. I also took Sunday night. I took Philly plus eight and a half. That number ballooned up to nine and a half, and I was getting ready to bet it at nine and a half. My wife bothered me. I mean, interrupted me. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. She, she said something, and I, I went to go do, you know, like, hey, can you come here real quick? And I'm like, God, you know, cursing under my breath. We've all been there with our significant other. And I go to bed. Yeah, it, oh, yeah. I go to bed it, and it drops to eight and a half. And I was, I was hot. But I, I bet it eight and a half. I was like, I'm getting the better quarterback, and I'm getting over a touchdown. I know Philly's been on the ropes. They actually end up winning the game outright. That was a good one. Then I split two bets on Monday night. I had Green Bay and Atlanta. I had the under 57. Now, had it been in a dome, I probably would have kept it uh, or not bet it at all, but I liked it under 57. That was a win. And then once the number got over a touchdown, I thought, surely to God, Atlanta can keep this thing close. Surely to God, they could not. Uh, they lost by 14. I had Atlanta plus seven and a half. But cumulative for the week, I went seven and four on the season that now puts me at 15, 11, and 1. So I am winners, not doing too bad. Now, what, what other bets did you have? You were uh, lamenting a little bit yourself. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, I fell for Cardinals traveling east, giving three and a half against the Panthers. I'll tell you what, that Panthers coaching staff is uh, quickly rising up the ranks. You know, I listened to the GM Shuffle podcast and RJ Bell, and they talk about how. They, they rank their teams based on quarterback and uh, coaching staff first. And as I start to think about that, you know, it's, it's making more sense. Um, so I lost the Cardinals giving three and a half. And then I also lost the Jaguars giving three or are getting three. I don't know what happened at the end of the game there. There's like the Jaguars were on the eight yard line or something down, uh, down 10 or, or 11. And they, with like 10 seconds left. And instead of trying to get the touchdown right there, they kicked the field goal to get within eight. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, um, not uh, that it, it would have necessarily come to fruition, but. Uh, so, so let me tell you uh, a little story about that game. So let's hear it on Sunday in Indiana, you know, that there's, you know, it's, it's that time of the year. It's fall. The weather in Indiana, we have a, at this point we have about a three and a half season climate in Indiana. Winners aren't as bad as they used to be. Now I'll say that, just like I, you know, bet against Joe Mixon, and here comes will be a, a brutal, shitty winner. But on, you know, it, it's weird. You know, in the springtime when it's like March and it's that first Sunday and it's sixty degrees, 
you're like, fuck yeah, it's 60 degrees. You have on shorts and a sweatshirt and you're out and about. But it's different in the in the fall when you get that first like sub 60 degree day. It was like 50 or 52. And my son had his final Little League game. I guess he's not Little League. He's a teenager. But we went to his final game of the year. It was so cold that I was up like, you know, doing like almost like the pee-pee dance. Like you have to pee and you're like bouncing back and forth. And, and you're just trying to stay warm. You're just trying to keep your blood circulating. And I was like, yeah, this is fucking miserable. And then they do that bullshit. And I'm like, man, so your plan's to kick the field goal and try to get an onside kick so that you can get the – and I was just like, this just, this tells you why Doug Marone and that coaching staff will go another be 40 yards in eight seconds. I'm like, I was yeah, like – They was, did the math backwards. I, some analytics guy is going to, you know, hop in my mentions on Twitter at DWZ Memphis and be like, um, no, actually correct. According to my, my spreadsheet and my model and my slide rule, you know what? Take that, turn it sideways and stick it straight up your ass. Was there any, was there anything else that, that you had going on, uh, this weekend that, that, that maybe, cause I'm, I'm not keeping track of, of all your bets outside of your big bets, but uh, anything else that you took a bit of a beating on? Um, the, I took the over on the Buffalo Raiders game and I think that was a push and Buffalo missed an extra point in that game. So that hurt a little bit. And then I think, uh, I also took the over in Seattle and Miami last second and that was off by a point. Um, haven't mastered that. And then as far as my props go, I took Fant on Thursday night over 42 and a half. He had 35 in the third quarter and then busted up his ankle. Now that I think about it, we didn't touch on him on the injury uh, injury report this week. So we'll have to touch on that one Saturday. And then uh, I thought it was a Bob Woods week. Rams going against the Giants in LA. I thought that was for sure going to be at least, you know, a 24, 30 point game for the Rams. And Bob Woods would be the guy there. I took him over five and a half perceptions, which I hit, but over, uh, I think it was 61 and a half yards did not hit. So I think I'm done with overs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I a couple of things we've shared this before that with overs, you know, you don't get injury protection. If you're betting the under, if if you're torn on a game, the the injury factor favors you if you're betting the under. Um, I learned this the hard way when I bet over on Fitzmagic in uh, a couple of weeks ago because you took Gardner and I, I took mm -hmm. Fitzmagic in that Thursday night game because there wasn't a lot of props in that game. And on top of that, the more public the player, the more the, the, the number seems to be a little too good to be true because Vegas wants you to bet on your favorite player. You know, oh, I know mm. Baker Mayfield. He's on all these commercials. Of course he's going to throw for over. He's a good quarterback. He wouldn't, you know, Peyton Manning did all those commercials. Why wouldn't Baker Mayfield go over? And that's why I'm loving my Baker Mayfield under 3,900 passing yards this, this year because considering through four games or a quarter of the season, he's on pace for about 2,900. So at this point, his current pace, I've got about a thousand yard cush. Now, now Joe Burrow, on the other hand, that's going to wind up being a push, but we're, we're, we're lamenting a little bit. Let's, let's get into our own actual bets and likes for this week. Uh, I will defer to you, Dr. Kyle. Do you want to go first or do you want me to kind of like golf? Who has the honors? I'll take the honors because I'm a loser right now. Um, we'll, we'll get you back on one, track. Let's let's get you back on track. 
So I so I was torn between two games. I was, I was really so I have four written down. One I've since sort of decided not to like. Maybe we'll talk about it anyway. Um, and then this one I'm about to bring up. I contemplated being my big bet, but since it's the Thursday night game, I don't want to get too cocky about it. But Tampa Bay is going into Chicago, uh, giving three and a half. And so we talked earlier before about the the quarterback matchup and the coaching matchup. And I think this is a country mile between the quarterbacks as well as the coaches. You know, Tom Brady against Nick Foles, like, especially because Tom, like, if there's ever a revenge narrative. I'm going to say, I was going to say, did you watch the Super Bowl? Yes. A couple of years. I'm I'm joking with you. I'm just giving you a hard time because you said you were taking the better quarterback and a big Big stick, uh, big, yeah, big, yeah, yeah. Big, big stick. Nick wants a word with you, but but go but go ahead. Yeah. I, I I'm with you. Tom Brady, obviously superior quarterback. I I guess if there's a country mile between uh, Tom Brady and Nick Foles, it's uh, measured in uh, inches. Um, I digress. Uh, but yes, so Tom Brady is going to be, I, I you know he is going to be precisionful. I don't know if that's a real word or not. He's going to be precise uh, and. Bruce Arians over Matt Nagy. Give me that. I don't care if it's in Chicago. It is not the dead of winter yet. Um, three and a half, you know, if you can keep an eye on it and he gets a three, I, that's, that's definitely where you're going to grab it, just to have that half point field, half point, uh, field goal cushion. Um, but, like, Ch- Chicago had, you know, Chicago had their first real, real game last week against the Colts. And, you know, the Colts – the 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 Bears offense just was pitiful against that Colts defense. I think Tampa Bay's defensive line will be good enough. I think they're going to get out to a lead, and I don't think this Bears team wants to play from behind ever. Um, so, yeah, my first like is Tampa Bay giving three and a half. And I'm with you. Uh, that number has actually trickled down. So when the look-ahead lines came out, that number was five, five and a half which I found to be odd that it's going down outside the fact that Chicago is a very public team. A lot of fans all yeah. over the country. And I don't know what they saw with Nick Foles and Chicago that would make people bet that line down, but they are. So I think this number is one that like I continue to monitor quite a bit. If I can get Tampa Bay minus a three, I'll probably pull the trigger. Um, it was, it was, uh, I'm going to talk more about this in my prop bet. Obviously only Thursday night player props are out right now. So, uh, pickings are slim. My first one that I like, and I would like it more if it were a Sunday one o'clock game is Minnesota at Seattle, uh, over under is going to be 57 and a half, which is one of the bigger numbers you see. I lean over and I will tell you why. First of all, Seattle is 32nd against the pass right now. You think Dallas's defense is bad? Seattle says, "Hold my beer, and let me show you some bad defense." Um, they've got the emerging young Justin Jefferson, the tried and true veteran Adam Thielen. My concern is Kirk Cousins. Now, this is something that was uncovered last year. That if you did the math, and this is against the spread, and I'm paraphrasing because again, I heard this on another gambling podcast. Um, it was the uh, Dream Preview that if you just took Kirk Cousins' games at 1 p.m. Sunday start time. He's something like 68% against the spread in his career. That's like the all-time best of any quarterback in NFL history. But if you take his non-1 p.m. Sunday games 
and he's like 30% against the spread. So he does not perform well outside of that. It was it came out in an article that he is extremely regimented, you know, he lives his life by a plan and playing these games outside of 1 p.m. on Sunday really messes with him and it must be like a a severe, I don't want to say like a mental issue, but it has to be like a, like a Rain Man type thing. Like, yeah, you know, get my underwear at Walmart. Yeah, back my car out of the driveway. Kirk Cousins type moment. I guess I don't know. Um, but if this game were a one o'clock start game, because outside of the Colts game, hashtag indie defense, uh, the, this Minnesota offense is averaging over 30 points a game. We've seen what Russell Wilson has done. He's at, he's had 16 touchdowns. In the last four games, that ties a record through four games set by Peyton Manning, also a previous Colt. And you add all of it up, and it feels like a recipe for a lot of points. I lean toward the over, uh, but I, I'm not willing to make that my best bet. I will. It's a, it's one that I like now. I've not made a bet on it yet, but I will certainly keep an eye on that. Doctor Kyle, anything on that game, and uh, what's your second game that you're leaning toward? So I will bring that one up quick because that's one of the four I wrote down that uh, I I wanted to be one of my likes. Um, Seattle minus seven in Seattle, 8 p.m. on Sunday with all that you just said about Kirk Cousins in his evening games. I was very close to to putting that in my top three. Um, I've since moved away from it because you know, I read some things about how it's not necessarily Kirk Cousins. There's a bit of a narrative there. I, I like the over there. Uh, like you said, you know, that that's what scares me is that Seattle's defense has been so bad. Um, if that game gets down to like six and a half or six, I'll probably take Seattle uh, giving the points in Seattle. Um, but moving on to my, my second, like I've already talked about this coaching staff and actually the line moved while I was doing my research earlier. And so I like Carolina getting two against Atlanta. Um, that that line was plus one, more or less a pick em, And I was, you know, doing doing my shit. And I went back to my bookie and all of a sudden it was plus two. And I was like, oh, don't mind if I put a little bit of money on that game while the line bounces back in my direction. Um, you know, something nominal, but something to at least get the number while it was hot. And it's, it's since moved back to one. But I think this... This Carolina coaching staff, this this offense, I think they're scheming well. I think they're playing to their strengths. I think Mike Davis has played above and beyond. Uh, you know, if if we're uh, peeking ahead to my DFS lineup this week, there's some Carolina Panthers in there, which, you know, if you talked to me four weeks ago outside of CMC, I probably was not trying to squeeze too many guys in there. Um, yes, it's in Atlanta. But that Atlanta team is struggling all over the place. They did not look great with Julio leaving the game again. I would be very surprised if, uh, if if Julio plays this week. I would not expect him to be very effective. He re-aggravated that hamstring, as Maddie and I talked about in the injury report this week. And I got to think they would just at least shut him down for a week and let him get closer to 100% before pushing him back. You know, Calvin Ridley didn't look like himself. Russell Gage is coming off a concussion. Uh, you know, Todd Gurley has not looked even close to Todd Gurley. And that defense has been a goddamn, uh, you know, fantasy point heaven. So my second like of the week is Carolina getting to in that Atlanta Dome this week. What say you, Memphis? I looked at that one as well. 
they, they are getting the original COVID case of the season, A.J. Terrell back. He passed his medicals, and he was back in the facility today. Uh, one thing I will say about Julio, as you know, we do player props. If for whatever reason, I've seen a lot of this number, and this is why I bring this up from, from my player prop betting. So I also saw it tonight. A lot of the numbers tend to be 62.5 or 75.5. If, mm-hmm. if Julio Jones's number is anywhere near that and he's listed as questionable, go ahead and bet it. Because if he doesn't play, you get your money back. You know, he, yeah. ha- he has to play. If, you know, he gets announced out, you get your money back. But he's going to be limited. Uh, obviously, Calvin Ridley will be involved. And maybe in DFS, if you're playing that, uh, that, that slate, maybe you throw in some cheap Russell Gage, as long as he's healthy as well. Uh, a little concerned about Ridley, but there's a little bonus DFS gambling player prop. If Julio's number is 62.5, I could actually see him being more on the 75.5 because he's a very public player. But I really, con- mm. really continue to see Julio making business decisions. I think he's on year one of what is a three-year $66 million extension with virtually every dollar of it guaranteed. And I don't know about you, but if my name was Julio Jones, I'd want to get every penny, every last nickel of that 66 mil. And he's making a business decision. The team's 0-4, not going to the playoffs. I highly doubt another team would trade for that contract, uh, especially in, in a year where the cap is supposed to go from, like I think it's 195 to 175 million. And, you know, so Julio... Uh, list a little side player prop for you. I'd be looking Julio under his number if they even post one, to, to be quite honest. My, my second game that I like, and I will probably wind up betting it, is Indy at Cleveland. The number has already moved twice. Uh, it, when it initially came out on the look ahead before the Sunday game, it was Indy giving three points on the road at Cleveland. Uh, now, right now, the Vegas guys are giving two points for home field due to the lack of fans and the lack of crowd noise. So if when that line initially comes out, if you do the four-point flip, if the game were in Indy, that means they would have Indy as a seven-point favorite over the Browns in Indy, and they would be a five-point favorite at that time on a neutral field. And right now, the number is at one and a half. And I think part of that has to do with what have I seen lately? We saw Cleveland go in and put up, like, was it 49 or 55 or some odd points against Dallas. You know you're a Cowboys fan, Dr. Cow. And you, you, yeah, it was 49. It was 49. Oh. Just It's just seven touchdowns. It's not many if you say it fast. Actually, it was six touchdowns and then a, a couple of field goals and a, and a two-point conversion. But who's keeping track besides me? Anywho, yeah. um, I, I think once people saw that very public game against a very public team, in Dallas, and then you had seen the Browns beat the the young upstart QB and Joe Burrow on Thursday Night Football. You've seen a lot of positive Brown stuff, but I tell you what, if you just go to Pro Football Reference or Football Outsiders or anywhere where you can look at football stats, the Indianapolis Colts defense is virtually number one in everything. That defense is nasty. Little concerned that maybe Darius Leonard does not play. He left midway through Sunday's game against the Bears with a groin. Ah, my, my nuts. And we'll, 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 we'll see what happens. I'm sorry I stole that. Just it, it, We'll I, ask Jerry about that groin. Yeah, you know Jerry loves a good groin injury. I'm going to Google him. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to DM him. Need your, need your take on Darius Leonard's groin. And, but but the, all that being said, um, I think this number will continue to go down. 
And if I get Indy at a pick em, I'll take Indy. Um, I, again, we were just talking about Minnesota's offense. Averaging 30 points a game except for the game they played Indy. They scored 11. Um, the Bears had put up uh, in the high 20s against the uh, Lions. They put up uh, in the 30s against Atlanta. And then they put up, uh, and it was a cheap 11 against the Colts because it was a garbage time touchdown at the end of the game to Allen Robinson mm-hmm. when they were down, I think it was three scores or two scores, whatever it was. And so that 11 actually looks a little misleading. I'm not intimidated, intimidated by Baker. Uh, no Nick Chubb in this game. Uh, I really think that getting Indy, I think Indy will win the game straight up. I think it will be close. But that's a game that I like. Um, it's one that's on my radar, and I think the number will continue to go down. And I think by the time that game kicks off at 425 on Sunday, that'll probably be close to a pick And if I see it at a pick anywhere along the way, that's going to be an official bet. But for right now, it's just a like, what do you think, Dr. Kyle? And then uh, unveil, uh, unveil that big bet. Uh, I will both unveil it and unveil it because who doesn't like a baby cow? That's been tied up just to be tenderized, just because Baker Mayfield is going to be tied up and tenderized by his defense. Memphis, you just hit on my big bet. I know there's definitely some, some, uh, not, I don't want to say concerns with the Colts being the road team, but like you said, this Colts defense is the one of the best and least talked about units in the NFL right now. Good God, if they were a public team, they would be, you know, the spreads would be. So extremely adjusted. I wouldn't be surprised if this was, you know, a three or four point change. But like you said, like Cleveland is a very public team. The Colts do not have a lot to be very public about. Like, you know, Phil Rivers is their quarterback. And outside that, it's like a little bit hush on every player on that team. But this is a team. This is a coaching staff. And like you said, Cleveland is getting buzz. They put up a lot of points against America's team, who is – very soon, not going to be my team. But, uh, you know, this this Browns team, they want to run the ball. They don't want to put the game in Baker's hands. I think the Colts can get out to a lead. And if a team gets out to a lead against Baker Mayfield and this Browns offense, they're they're going to be forced to pass the, bit, the ball a bit more. They're going to have to take a little bit more risks. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, if uh, if it gets any closer to a pick grab the Colts, but I was happy to grab them at uh, minus one and a half. Um, that's, that's my big bet of the week. And I know we talked about it last week that, that Colts, uh, I don't, maybe it was two and a half or three and a half against the bears. That was very close to being my big bet of the week. I'm, I'm on this Colts team until they get respected with, uh, with that coaching staff, that, that defensive front. Yeah, and I, I will say that that's a great call. So while you were covering some of your stuff, I was doing a little bit of research. And the, the Browns were able to do okay. Uh, they got shellacked against the, the Ravens. The Ravens were number four against the pass. Baker had a, a horrible game. Now, the Bengals, the Ravens, the football team, and the Cowboys, the four teams that the Browns have faced this year, their average uh, – Uh, I guess defensive score against the run, at least from a fantasy standpoint, is about 25. So they've faced, you know, what is about about the seventh, eighth easiest rushing defense over the last four weeks. Do you know what Indy ranks against the rush, for at least for fantasy purposes? Number one. Number one against the pass, number four against the rush. 
The, oh, who wants the, to face that? The, the, the addition of DeForest Buckner was worth its weight in gold. There were a lot of pundits poking holes in that when they traded the 13th or whatever it was overall pick for him. That and, was brilliant. That was brilliant. You know, and, and I will say this because we do cover a lot of, of fantasy and DFS and, and things like that here at the Dynasty Warzone or DWZ Sports Network. And there are going to be Jonathan Taylor games. There are going to be uh, Phil River games. There are going to be T.Y. Hilton games. And I'm not really sure what this one is. I think this one's going to be an old school slug out, slug them out, knock them down, run the ball. Who's the last man standing? And with that being said, I do like Kevin Stefanski, the coach. Uh, but I think I'll give a slight edge to Frank Reich. I get the better defense in the Colts. I get the better quarterback, even though it's Phillip Rivers. Um, so I'm going to lean the Colts. I like your big bet. My big bet of the week, Dr. Kyle. You know, I've been Mr. Over-Under the first four weeks. And uh, what's the old saying? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I am hey, going. Amen. I'm waiting for your over-under every week now because I slammed the, the Lions well, 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 last week. Well, first of all, I referenced him earlier in the season. Matty Holt, he used to work at Cantor, which is one of the largest sports books in Nevada. Now he runs his own company, making sure that, again, integrity. He's making sure the games are on the up and up. But this guy used to book over a billion dollars a year as a bookie. And he said in the very first podcast I listened to him on of the year that he would just blindly bet overs on, like, every game. And if you had done that right now, I forget the number, but you would be significant winners on the season. If you had just, let's say you bet $10 for easy math. You would be up something ridiculous. Just you know, just call it a unit. Ten dollars is a unit. Whatever, hundred dollars, whatever your betting level of comfort is. And he was talking about how overs are hitting. And I'm going right back over again. Monday night football, the L.A. Chargers going to New Orleans. I had to like scratch my eyes, like rub my eyes, like three times. I'm like, my bookie.ag is this correct? Is this an error? So I cross-checked it at FanDuel, I cross-checked it at William Hill, I cross-checked it at uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, and sure enough, it's between 50 and a half and 51, everywhere between the Chargers and the Saints, and I just don't get it. Here the Saints are, they've scored 119, let's call it 120 points, they're averaging 30 points a game, the Chargers are averaging 21 points a game, so it's right there at the number. I don't think it was that simple that that's how Vegas did the number. But I just look at what young Justin Herbert did going to Tampa Bay and losing his star running back, Austin Eckler. Uh, didn't have Mike Williams. Didn't have his full complement of weapons. And still went in there and hung like 31 points on a very good, a very, very good Tampa Bay defense that actually held this New Orleans offense in check in week one. Now, New Orleans won the game, but they, didn't, they, they by no means blew up. And now I'm going to take this young upstart with an additional day to prep because they have the Monday night game. That's the eighth day of rest, if you will. And I just really see this game being this very similar to that that New Orleans-Detroit game where defense was kind of optional. It's in a dome. I don't have to worry about the weather. There won't be any fans in New Orleans. New Orleans has normally one of the most vicious home field advantages in all the NFL that's kind of neutralized by COVID and the lack of fans. And I just feel like this is going to be one of those last man standing shootouts, just like I saw last weekend in the Dome up in Detroit. So for that, those reasons, I am going Chargers and Saints over 50 and a half. 
What do you think, Dr. Kyle? Uh, while you were discussing that, I went over to my bookie and threw a couple bones on it. Hey, and, and you can be just like the good doctor, guys. All you got to do is go over to mybookie.ag. It's, it's really simple. There's a link in the podcast if you're listening on the podcast. Uh, I will work with Matty Big Chest on making sure he gets the links put in the YouTube description. But, or you can go to my Twitter handle, at DWZMemphis, in the pinned tweet there. All the links to everything, uh, Viridian Global, my bookie, hate brand goods, you name it, the Patreon, it's right there. One tap, uh, same thing with the show sheet. And if you go over and you use the promo code, so, so you simply go, you, you pause the podcast right now. Not now, wait a minute, now. Now pause the podcast, go, go in to my bookie, you, you, you simply tap the link, it'll take you right there. The promo code should be pre-populated for you. You create account. You put in a couple of bucks. They need they need you to verify a couple of things. If you have any questions, you can DM Dr. Kyle at DWZ underscore Dr. PT, or you can email the show, DynastyWarzone at Gmail. We'll help you get this thing dialed in. And they're going to match you dollar for dollar up to a thousand bucks, up to a G note, guys. You can, they'll match you dollar for dollar, and then you can take advantage. I love this, Dr. Kyle. I've said this before. This is what's beautiful about gambling and the great United States of America. Not only will my bookie sponsor the fabulous big bet, but we can help you, the consumer, go to mybookie.ag and take their money. So they give Dr. Kyle and I, you know, so, some compensation for promoting their product. And then you can go over there and you too can get some of their money by going to mybookie.ag. Uh, start up an account, promo code DWZ Memphis, and you get the hookup like Dr. Kyle. Just bet on our big bets. Just we'll bet on our big business. bets. And then we'll have to get a new sponsor, and we do it all over again. It's just, as, as my old baseball coach used to say, Dr. Kyle, it is just that simple, fellas. All right. Uh, enough with the big bets. Let's go do a little DFS recap. Are you ready? Oh, me? Yeah. I'm yeah, I thought you were talking to the audience, but I am ready. I'm always talking to you. You're my co-host. It's, okay. just, it's just good manners. Uh, I've officially locked myself in as Mr. Mencash. Uh, I'm going to change my Twitter handle to Randall Mr. Mencash Young as opposed to Randall Memphis Young because I, I did it again. Another another Mencash. I love the $4.44 Millionaire Maker Tournament on FanDuel. Uh, I, I did pretty good. I, I had Matt Stafford on there. He had three TDs. One of those went to Kenny Galladay. Could have got some more yards out of Galladay, just saying for other reasons. Uh, TJ Hawkinson didn't set the world on fire, but he did get a TD. I went back to CD Lamb. What really hurt me was, and, and again, I'm never going to be the guy who gets pissy about players. It hurt me too, Memphis. It, it hurt me too. I'm never going to get pissy about players who get injured throughout the course of a game, but losing Eckler in that lineup certainly hurt. And I took a gamble on a really bad defense. Uh, I'm, I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to be better. Uh, but if you remember last week, I took a shot on Dallas's defense. That was a horrible decision and one that I will not make again. Dr. Kyle, how was your DFS week last week? Uh, it wasn't great. Again, uh, I had Eckler as some running back chalk. Uh, you know, I tried to I, – I, I, I sort of took a different approach last week and tried to build around a couple of chalk running backs with Kamara and Eckler, which I imagine most people did. Um, I think I'm going to start doing a little bit of retrospective research 
on some of those big time winners and see what the magic is there. And maybe that's something we talk about going forward. But, uh, you know, I think Burrow had a good game. Fitzmagic had a good game. I squeezed them into a couple lineups. Um, and then Hawkinson was my tight end. Again, like scored a touchdown, but underwhelming. It was a, it was a lot of meh. Like I, I thought it was going to be a big Bob Woods week, and he was meh. Uh, ah, yeah. Very much the same. Uh, Alvin Kamara did yeah. okay, did okay. Uh, it, it it feels bad to say that I felt let down considering the the performance he had had the week before against Green Bay, and even though he had a very good game, it kind of felt like a letdown. And then, uh, you know, I, I wished I could have you know gotten a little bit more out of my running backs. I had Jonathan Taylor in there. He did okay. Nothing nothing great like I thought he was going to. Maybe that was this lunacy on my part thinking that Jonathan Taylor was going to have a great game against a good defense like the Bears. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to jump into what I'm doing this week. Um, uh, from a cash yeah. – from, from, from any standpoint right now, man, it's hard to fade Dak and any two of his wide receivers. Like last week, had you had Amari and C.D. Lamb in there, you would have gotten away with it. This week, you know, and that's the whole thing. It's going to be two of the receivers in Dallas – I'm going to be consistent with Dak and Amari Cooper. Then I have to, to determine, do I want to go C.D. Lamb or do I want to go Michael Gallup? Because it's been C.D. two weeks in a row. Maybe Gallup's in the locker room saying, hey, Dak, you got to hit me a little bit. But that's a, that's something that I'm looking to do in cash. I, I think it's very chalk at this point, but sometimes the, the, the chalk wins. What about you? Are you looking at uh, anything in particular for cash before you get into some turning lineups? So I just – I went into DraftKings today, and I went and just straight up built a lineup for tonight. Um, and there's there's a few Carolina Panthers in there, which I said earlier is a, a bit disturbing. But, you know, they're playing that atrocious Atlanta defense. Mike Davis has been effective in the run game in the pass game. So I'm going straight top to bottom. I got Teddy Bridgewater, Mike Davis, and then I got James Conner, who is already coming off of his early bye – and had uh, you know a hundred yard rushing game and a few receptions, and then Antonio Gibson is getting steam, and the Reds. Uh, excuse my excuse my slip. The football team has uh, pivoted to Kyle Allen, who is a check down machine, and then building from there, I went Robbie Anderson, who has been so so. Everybody came into the season thinking Teddy Bridgewater was going to be a check down machine. Or a you know uh, you know a four to five yard a dot whatever statistic you want to roll out there to DJ Moore and he was going to feast. Robbie Anderson has been feasting downfield, um, so I'm going to try and capitalize on that against the one of the worst defenses in the league. And then I went with Darius Slayton to have his big blow up week against this terrible, 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 terrible Cowboys defense. And then I had to throw my boy CD Lamb in there again because he's paid off. Every week I put him in, you know, some, some weeks he blows up a bit more than others, but Dak already trusts him. They move him around the offense. Uh, he's constantly in motion, literally, and he's trusted in the red zone. Um, and then from there, I've got Ed, Evan Ingram as a very affordable tight end. Uh, this Cowboys defense, like I've already said numerous times, you've said numerous times just today sucks. It sucks. They're out with, without Leighton Van Der Esch and Sean Lee still, Jalen Smith has been just underwhelming. Their pass rush has been underwhelming. If they can't do anything to 
to throw Daniel Jones off his game this week, then they won't do it anytime soon. Um, if you want to hear a good NFL talk on what's wrong with the Cowboys and or the Giants, the GM Shuffle podcast, like I owe these guys nothing, but man, I just love listening to Michael Lombardi and Adnan Burke. Um, those guys know their football shit and they will tell you how it is from a football standpoint, which is how you should determine some of your fantasy work, especially your Vegas work. And then I'm just like, like you said, like you probably got fed up with taking a chance on uh, your defense. I'm just going Pat's D. Bill Belichick, Pat's D against Brett Rippon. Just give me that free free uh, profit there. Um, so that's that's a real DraftKings lineup. Take it if you want it. Um, give me some feedback if we can do better. Hey, uh, I didn't like that. I, I'm big into the stack at this point. So one of the lineups that I've built for the – I'm a fan duel guy, in case you can't tell. Uh, now, when I'm betting, I'm a mybookie.ag guy because I can use promo code DWZ Memphis and I can get a dollar-for-dollar dollar deposit match, but that's neither here nor there. I'm a fan duel guy for my daily. Uh, I went with the Stefan Diggs-Josh Allen stack. I mean, th- that combination is just hot as hot can be right now. Um, I did I did put Amari Cooper in there. I mean, the guy's just getting so many targets right now. Playing an absolute sieve of a defense in the New York football giants. I'm going a little Clyde Edwards-Hilaire right now. Now, I do know that I may have to pull Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs out. Uh, I will make the necessary pivots if I have to. Uh, Dak was in that price range as well. But I like the fact that it feels like a, a rushing touchdown. Is uh, I know Dak had the three rushing touchdown game. I think it was week two. But mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I, I think, I, I think I'm, I'm going to give a Josh Allen uh, a, a matchup. Uh, this week, Tennessee's got so much other going on that if they even manage to get the game in, if they don't have to forfeit it, um, I, I really look for big things out of the, the the tandem there. Like I said, I got Amari Cooper, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He's been fine to date, but I think that blow-up game is just bumble, bubbling under the surface a little bit, and he's looking to you know just to explode. Um, do do you know what running back is second in the NFL right now in receiving yards, Doctor Kyle? I I, I, hmm. I, I, do. Do you have any? I'm gonna, let, I'm gonna let you guess, but but before I tell you, give, give me like a solid 15 seconds here. All right. I, I wish I, I wish I had like some uh, some. Solid. Evan Singletary. It is not. It, I I, I oh, believe okay. if okay. if uh, if everything is correct, it is my man James Robinson. He's either. Oh. He's, I'm I'm pretty sure he's second yardage. I I I saw that on Twitter earlier today. Um, don't quote me on that, but James Robinson's done very well in receiving yardage. Um, and he continues to be used more and more in that bell cow role, so I've got him in there. Uh, I'm going back to the Tyler Higby. well, one more time. Uh, maybe it's an NFC East thing, uh, but really, if you look at the, the defense against wide receivers, the football team's actually decent, and they're not very good against the tight end my fear is that that pass rush i may end up pivoting off of him because that pass rush is so good in washington that he may be left in to block and then I, I i've got another stack i may try to work in there for another entry are you ready gonna blow your mind you would say why would you ever go to these guys but are you ready this blow is my mind Memphis. blow your mind all right uh if you want to go cheap so you can really pay up everywhere else Darius Slayton and Daniel Jones. Now you might say Memphis outside of week one, those two have been the drizzling shits. 
and you would probably be right. But it just feels like, man, if there's ever a week to, to allow you to pay up in other spots, this is the week. In the last, just the last three games, the last three games, Dallas has given up 12 passing touchdowns. 12 passing touchdowns. Yeah, I know Matt Ryan was in there. Yeah, I know Russ was in there. But they, they allowed two to Baker and one to Jarvis Landry. That was three against the Browns. And Dallas has given up the week's fantasy wide receiver one three weeks in a row. Calvin Ridley, 102 tutties. Tyler Lockett, three tutties. Odell Beckham Jr., two touchdowns plus the rushing touchdown. Uh, this Dallas defense is horrible. This game is in Dallas. That's not mattered as this team has given up points after points after points. Uh, I think if you want to go cheap and you want to go contrarian, Daniel Jones, Darius Slayton, what do you think, Dr. Kyle? Well, Dr. Kyle has decided to take a pause for the cause and not hear, Dr. Kyle, you're back. I'm back. What, 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 do, you think, what, what do you think about Darius Slayton? And uh, we got to get you in front of the microphone. I'm glad you didn't yell across the kitchen as you were getting a glass of water. Um, what do you think about Darius Slayton and Daniel Jones cheap against your Cowboys? I love Slayton. He's already in my lineup. Um, I think I've been burned against Daniel Jones enough this year where I'm ready for a prove-it game before I throw him back in. Um, but there's going to be mouths fed in that Giants offense this week. I think Slayton and Ingram, you know, if you think Slayton and Ingram, like I do, can be fed, then you got to think that Daniel Jones will be doing some of the feeding. So I'm all for it. And, and to speak to a lot of your lineup, Memphis, um, I, I love Stefan Diggs. I love Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. But looking at, uh, you know, the COVID stuff, I know it's Wednesday night going into a Thursday morning release. I didn't want to lean too much on some games that had a lot of question marks. So I'm on, I'm on board with Josh Allen Diggs, smash, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Like, I completely agree that Chiefs are going to get out ahead against that Raiders defense that has abominable. Uh, abominable. Um, and I was – I looked at Higby as well as I scrolled through the drafting. So – yeah, um, all sounds cash min, min cash. All right, Mr. Min Cash wants to hear about your prop bet of the week. Let's let's bring that home, and we get done with that, we'll hear a word from our friends over at the Hate Brand. This is all you. Um, this is all you, man. Fire away, champ. Yeah. So we're we're talking Thursday Thursday night. We got Bears Bucks, and I'm taking. Allen Robinson, who we all love in Dynasty and can't wait for him to get paired with a real quarterback, but I'm taking him under 75 and a half. That is the highest over under for a receiver in the game. I've been burned by the overs. Um, I will probably pad that. I'm, maybe I'll throw A-Rob in a, uh, a DFS lineup or two just to, to hedge there. But Nick Foles, uh, I just don't see – I just don't see the Bears offense ever getting going and that Bucks Bucks defense is going to give the Bears offense enough trouble where A-Rob is going to be struggling. So yep, A-Rob under 75 and a half receiving yards, lock it. All right. Well, well, here's a, a little interesting aside. Uh, I said my man James Robinson was number 2 in the NFL in running back receiving yards. That is true. Alvin Kamara has the most at 321. James Robinson has mm -hmm. 161. He's averaging 40 
a game right now. If I remember, mm-hmm. cor- if I remember correctly, his receiving prop last week was like 21 yards. If that's the same thing this week, if his receiving props in that you know mid to low 20s, smash it, because he has been heavily involved in the passing game. It's not been Chris Thompson. That's part of the reason. Like I said, I, I saw that stat earlier, and I, I felt like that was true. I wanted to confirm that for you. My my player prop of the week. Again, we're we record this on Wednesday, so you can have it for Thursday. I'm going with touchdown Tommy Brady under 258 and a half yards on FanDuel. I, I think that's a trap for the uneducated uh, wager. Uh, we just saw how good the Bears defense can be. And I went back and looked at their last eight games. And only twice has a player went over 250 yards. Uh, I guess three if you count Patrick Mahomes, 251. Dak had 334. And in week one, Matt Stafford had 297. So Mahomes last year, Dak last year, and Stafford this year um, have went over that. But uh, they they held uh, Daniel Jones to 241. They, ha- they held Matt Ryan to 238. Uncle Phil Rivers to 190. And then going back to last year, they, ha- they held Mahomes to 251. Aaron Rodgers to 203. So they've held some pretty good quarterbacks to below that number. And again, I think this is going to be a bit of a dogfight. I want to check out the under on this game. That might be part of my action. Uh, I will get down on this, Dr. Kyle. But anything else, any other nuggets, tidbits, tips, anything you want to give these people before we get them on down the road? Uh, I do want to touch on uh, somebody in the Patreon asked a question today, and I didn't get to elaborate on it because I didn't know how to. Just texting away. Um, what what worries me more, Nick Chubb's MCL sprain or Austin Eckler's return from his what is currently only diagnosed as a grade two hamstring strain, but also had a hyperextension knee injury and uh, apparently surgery is potentially on the table. Um, so all these things have muddied the waters for Eckler's return already. But I just want to say from a physical therapist perspective that a, uh, a contractile tissue, muscle, something that contracts, that helps us move is, is a bit murkier to return from because it's very much this Goldilocks theorem as we talk it. Um, you, you have to train that muscle enough, but you don't want to give it too much or too little. It has to be just right. Whereas an MCL is a ligament. It's non-contractile. It's a little bit more straightforward. So I just think Nick Chubb has a cleaner, uh, more direct return to play though that being said context thrown in there if this browns running game is clicking and they don't have to rush chubb back no pun intended then we're looking at this potential uh, you know six or seven seed team probably going to hold out until chubb is fully 100 percent, so that they can make a playoff push and uh and then maybe eckler is the easier return but yeah, that that's my physical therapy thought process process behind uh, anytime anytime there's a hamstring strain, there's just there's just so much unknown, and you really have to gear the training, the rehab toward that athlete's uh, physiological needs to get back on the field. MCL, obviously, there's physiological needs, but it's it's a tissue. It's like this. You just need to let it heal. You need to load it, and it will be strong again, and you move on. Check out the big brain on Dr. Kyle and want to make sure real quick, I give just a little bit of love on the way out to our final sponsor, Hate Brand Goods. They have got their fall essentials collection dropping on 10-8. 
A lot of sweet new hoodies. A lot. I, I see you getting choked up, Doctor Kyle. I know what a fan of the of the athletic apparel you've become from this company. Uh, that launch is ten eight at four p.m. Eastern time. That's October eighth at uh, four p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you're watching on YouTube or you're listening early in the day on Thursday, this stuff is incredibly good looking. Go to thehate.com. That's the hviii.com it's h in the roman numeral for eight hviii.com use promo code memphis even on the new release launch stuff you will save money at checkout also if your subtotal is over a hundred bucks you get the discount and you get free shipping so there's you some stuff and as dr kyle can attest this shit does sell out dr kyle i just want the floral afs god damn it memphis just I'm going to hop on there on 10 I want the floral AFs, and then I'll be happy until the next awesome model uh, comes out. He, he has promised that there will be more of the goat shorts soon. So he sent an email out, which Dr. Kyle got. He pissed around a little bit, and by a little bit, I mean like a couple of hours. He, he went to buy them, and they gone. The, the, this stuff sells out incredibly fast, and this is very common uh, for clothing vendors right now, a lot of this stuff, the blanks and things are made. And, you know, I, I, I work in a production facility. I can tell you that things have been altered due to COVID, whether it's getting supplies or workforce or a lot of things. So they'll be back in stock very soon, but they've got enough for a fresh drop on Thursday, 10, 8, 4 p.m. Go to the hate. That's the HVIII.com. Use promo code Memphis and get your hook up. Well, Dr. Kyle, man, here's to another big week. Remember, what was your big bet on the way out? Colts, minus one and a half. Colts, one and a half. Brown. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you to, to monitor that daily. I think it goes lower. And mine is Chargers and Saints over 50 and a half. Both of those lines, courtesy of our good friends over at mybookie.ag. Slide on in there, use the promo code DWZ Memphis, and get the hook up with a dollar for dollar match up to a grand. And on behalf of Dr. Kyle, I am Memphis. And remember, here at the Fabulous Big Bet, we will remind you that money won is twice as sweet as money earned. We'll see you back here for a week six preview. Have a great week. Make sure to tune in on YouTube and social media to make sure that you know what we're getting into and check out the action. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great week. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, if I'm not golfing or slinging my hands in Monster, I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. As a member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, Shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat.